Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks. Today, I have some amazing speakers here today. Um, joining me, it's uh, Tejas Engel, Kimberly Jade Pipe, and Donna Lee Wynan. So thank you so much for being here with me, and I'm so excited about this conversation um, and where it's going to take us. So yeah, let's dive in. So you're at the top of my screen, Tejas, and I'm going to go with you first. Tell us why this topic about the dragons, and, and by the way, our topic is encounters with the dragon realms today. Um, why, why is this topic so important to you? And tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, <laughs> yeah, the people ask me often how all these incredible magical synchronicities and, and quantum events happen in my life. And it's like, I don't know, I'm just born a dragon. I'm born the year of the dragon. And so everywhere I go seems to, <laughs> you know, include the dragons really. So it's, it's the magical sort of side of life. So mm. just a quick bit of background. Like I, Grew up uh, a mountain man in, in Titarangi in the wilds, you know, like, like just me and the dog and the bike and the bush and so nature and, and just the, yeah, all the aliveness of that sort of fired me up. And then quite quickly, my father inspired me in all the magic of um, ham radio communications. And so I was, you know, imagining all these amazing devices I was making up out of, you know, stuff out of the recycling or whatever and um, then moved on to getting my degree in electrical engineering and, and teaching at university most of my life and so full handle on the academic scientific world um, and yeah then the whole um, psychedelic revolution happened in the 70s and all our consciousness just exploded in all directions and, and all the, the seeking of what's behind things and that led me very quickly into my kind of life mission as a zero point energy engineer I guess to bring mm. free energy technology actually into usable form so I've worked on a number of big projects with people in California and things at times and followed that field for like 45 years as well as held down an academic career and um also, a peak of my career was about 10 years in the, the top-level scientific instrumentation and measurement. So all this stuff, you know, um, is about using measuring instruments to, to, to understand the unseen realms, you know, all these, these things you have to sort of um, grasp with your imagination, really. I'm sure I was one of those scientists in the 1800s along with Tesla, you know, like we're just so excited about what on earth could we be looking at with these magnets and things? Mm. Yeah, so, and then just to round that off, um, well, throughout my life, all sorts of other incredibly magical connections have happened with dragons. In fact, some you know, friends would get freaked out every now and then when I'd be spouting forth about something coming through and thunderclaps would be going off out in the clouds and things and, you know, the energy's rolling. The dragons make themselves known in those sort of ways. And so... Uh, I've also been doing um, sand magic, these giant um, sort of mandala drawings in the sand out on the West Coast beaches here in the Black Sand with Leslie does the sand magic. Mm. And, um, I'll have some stories to tell about how the dragons appeared in some of those events at times. So, yeah, it's yeah. just the, oh. the bridge, you know, like I, I am unique because for, for most of my life since I graduated my degree, then I got hauled off into the world of shamans and, and interdimensional stuff that just left my poor little left brain going whimper whimper I thought I knew it all 
And so now, yeah, I spread a wide span of, of you know, bringing in quantum magic in a scientific context as an engineer and applied scientist, you know, blah, mm. blah. <laughs> yeah, that's Amazing. Me. So, um, look forward to jumping around with the other beautiful dragons. Mm, thank you so much for sharing your story. Wow, what a journey you've been on. I didn't even know all of that about you, Teha, so I'm so excited to be able to <laughs> find out There's all these amazing more, yeah. things. Mm. Multiple dimensions. I've lived so many lives. Yeah, and then all the dragons' experiences, and I know that you know I've been on retreat with you and you've shared some of your <laughs> dragon experiences, and it, it literally gives me goosebumps. So it's yeah. so magical. Thank you for being here as my speaker. I'm excited to right. what's going to be unfolding here. So Kimberly, you reminded me ooh, of that. I just let sure. people know because I might forget otherwise. That was one of the classic dragon moments at that retreat we were on. I was up in Shakespeare Park at the end of Wonga Pro mm. Peninsula. And we've been just talking about some quantum stuff, and, and I can't remember the exact context, but we were in this half-round sort of corrugated iron hall hut thing. And the next minute, there's these undeniable claws screeching on the roof, and and I, you know, I immediately said the dragons are here, and everyone's eyes were wide as saucers. We were all gobsmacked. It was just couldn't have been anything but something. The big claws sit perched on the roof, anyway. <laughs> Yes, we'll definitely dive into that. <laughs> okay, Kimberly, thank you so much, Tejas, for sharing. Kimberly, welcome as my speaker today. Please tell us why this topic is so important to you and you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Kimberly Jade. Um, I'm a kinesiologist and I'm a Centaur healing practitioner. So I use uh, multidimensional frequency to heal and clear blockages in the body. Um, and I work very closely with the dragons. So I work very closely um, with the other realms. Um, and dragons are just, they're just so powerful. Um, I remember with one of the sessions that I did with a client, um, I actually felt like I was a dragon, like I was bringing through dragon energy. So I really do, I bring through dragon energy with my healing. And um, lately I've been, um, I've had the rainbow dragon with me very strongly, um, clearing auric fields, um, bringing in the rainbow energy. And I feel like the rainbow dragon for me at the moment is very, very powerful, very strong. Um, yeah, I also work very closely um, with yeah all sorts of different dragons. And they, for me, they represent strength and they represent like power. And they just really get like, cut to the chase you know and they just um transmute transmutation as well um i was actually working with the dragon last night and um just felt this really powerful fiery energy and my body really hot so uh yeah i i use them for my healing i use them um with clients and they do they come in all the time to assist me so um mm. yeah that's, that's really my connection with the dragons Beautiful, yeah, and mm. I know that you've had some amazing, amazing connections through Centaurah mm. and the work with Centaurah um, yeah. and with the fairies as well, which is so beautiful. Yes. So thank I you. I was going to mention the fairies. Oh, can I mention oh, the fairies? I'm talking about dragons. <laughs> of <laughs> course, the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention the fairies. The fairies do come in a lot as well in my sessions with, with yeah. the dragons. You know, they're quite closely <clears throat> related with the work that I do. So, yeah. Mm. Beautiful. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're going to be sharing more about your journey with us. So welcome. Donna Lee, welcome. Please share with us why this is so important to you and also a little bit about the work that you do and, and about you. Yeah. Um, I think that the space that I, that I bring today is to bring awareness, to bring awareness about the dragons to the everyday people and, um, you know, I was contemplating, you know, why I was here. And during, like, I'm a, um, a body worker, so I'm, I'm noticing more of late that helping people to be in their bodies, to be able to um, adjust to the um, light downloads that we're receiving. So I, I feel for me that I'm here for the people that are learning that we can use these other realms of energy. Um, and so in my practice... Over the years, I can remember meeting my first dragon in 2008 um, in a healing. And what I 
what I remember was that there was this this um, misinterpretation around dragons. You know, they've been perceived as you know dark or evil or whatever, whatever that is. And that interaction, my very first interaction was intriguing and kindness. And um, so I may not, I may not specifically work like these two guys do because I work with a lot of realms. But when they have come, it's the energy that they bring that shows not what we've perceived them to be. And I and I think that's why I'm here today is mm. to is to support the understanding that we actually can work with them and how we can use them um, to be by our side. That's been my experience is that they they kind of wrap themselves around you and and you don't realise that you've got this incredible winged being that um, can walk by your side. So, yeah, that's why mm. I'm excited. Yeah, beautiful. That is so true, right? So the mythical... Um, the, the way that dragons have been portrayed over many, many, many lifetimes and years is very dark and it's um, mysterious, yes. The first time I remember when I connected with the dragons in my work was it felt like I was sitting around a round table um, and that I had a bunch of knights around me. The, the honour, the absolute strength, the total trust that I felt sitting around that table with the dragons and they came and said to me we are the wisdom keepers of ancient times and we are here to share our magic and our medicine with you and I wanted to almost bow because I felt such a reverence with this connection and they were like no we bow to you because yeah. we work with you yeah. so this is a total co-creation you know, with the dragons, and they can teach us so much. They, you know, streaming their energies through to, to help activate that lost wisdom within our own souls. And they hold the dragon keys and codes that has been lost, you know, to civilization. And so it's so beautiful when we do get to connect with these powerful beings and they are our protectors, they are our keepers. They can really deep dive shadows and they work with the ley lines with our earth, our planet and with other many beautiful realms. So it's about time that we go, actually, you know what? Let's work with them. Let's co-create with them. They are here. They're not just in our imagination. Well, they are, but they're not just in the storybooks that it's very real, the dragon energy. So anyone want to add anything to that? Um, to yeah. yeah, what I'm, what I'm going to add is they're, they're saying, and this is maybe simplicity, is treat us like you treat a dog. You, you can have a dragon with you like you have a dog with you. Mm, absolutely. And, yeah, I was just going to say that the... Um, really backing the, the mutual partnership, you know, like we think, oh, dragons are all these fifth dimensional magical beings and we need all their help here. But we're their agent in 3D. They, they can't implement the stuff in the School of Hard Knocks like we can. And so um, mm. they're delighted to have us opening up. And like, like you say, loyal like a, I wouldn't say a dog because they seem to be very complex, multi-dimensional multi beings. But there is that sort of you see it portrayed in the kids' books, eh? That loyalty of the of the sweet dragon, the light side of the dragon. Mm. Yeah, and there's so many different types of dragons, right? I've seen so many different types. I've seen long dragons with long tails and short dragons that can't walk. You know, that or not can't walk. Sorry, that can't fly. Sorry, dragons. Of course, you can walk. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, I've seen little cutesy dragons and then ones that's really fierce and they all have their own personalities, just like, you know, and it's so amazing to connect with them. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> and Tejas came on my, my first with ego, his mask. My personal assistant sits on my desk here with me. Oh, I hope he gives you good advice, Tejas. Oh, yeah, all the time he makes me smile and that's the best advice you can get. Mm, yeah, beautiful. So I want to talk about why the dragons have come now. Why have they come to humanity now? And what are they here 
to help us understand. Who would like to share? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, well, I've just become aware, particularly in the last few years with all the, the crazy lockdown world and all the great awakening and stuff, that there's a massive party going on around the earth of all sorts of beings and other dimensional beings. This is the, you know, the long-awaited sort of moment on earth for, for everyone to to wake up. So they're, they're, to me, you know, bringing it back down to a bit of grounded physics for a moment, um, they are the, you know, I work with zero-point energy, and I imagine most of you heard of zero-point energy, and that that's the, that when you go down to zero in, in three-dimensional space, you drop below the Planck length where nothing atomic exists anymore, and they call it the infinite sea of energy. So you, you sort of wormhole your way down out of, of 3D into the all that is the great infinite field of all frequencies at all all levels and so that's that plasma light we see pouring out of the sun so dragons have always been seen coming in all these fiery displays in the middle ages and whatever they're just beings radiating this plasma magic out of the fifth dimension and beyond and they're just uh, like angels too are just personifying that the, the light um threads that come out of our shoulders you know that's another that i sort of do a bit of healing work too with my dragon claws uh, sort of drive all the demons out of people's shoulders and, and they they all groan and moan on doing it but they come running back for more and more because it really opens up the, <laughs> the wings you know i can feel the shoulders widening and those are the, i remember learning from judy satori those are the axiotonal lines in, in there that where, where mm. all our starlight comes in but it's so intense that we clench up because it's intense and then we block it so then comes the dragon and you know i can feel people's shoulders just widening and all these these gushing sort of fountains of angel wing coming out mm. yeah absolutely and we we all have angel wings right we just forgot some yeah. people actually their wings are actually so tightly held and and bound almost um that when they do first open it up it's almost like the wings are growing so there can be pain in the back of the body in the back of the heart where the, the angel wings are but um i do believe that dragons come here to remind us of who we are in various different ways and forms and it's about coming back to that remembrance so that we can access the that golden plasma light that infinite flow of universal light within us right and then allow ourselves to move forward from that space of knowing what do i do next with that so yeah thank you to has for sharing um who'd like to share next why do you think the dragons have come here what do they want to share with us mm. I think that they've come here to uh, just assist us, assist us in, in, in our evolution and in moving forward and to transmute. So for me, dragons are a lot about transmuting and um, to assist us to transmute all that's not working for us and to reach those higher dimensions and to, to rid us of these the fears and the, the shadows that are keeping us kind of restrained or keeping us um, feeling less than. So I feel that they have come to, um, yeah, just to assist and just to be part of um, part of our part of our evolution, like part of what we're going through, and also to, um, yeah, to I'm getting coming through to be our friends. Mm. Yeah, our best friends. It's like yeah. you know, the analogy like, that Donnelly oh, used as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I just want to be our friends and I'm feeling that really powerfully. Yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Donna Lee, would you like to add anything? Um, I just, while you're talking again, it's, it is the analogy of the dog and that, and it's not that that's less than it's, it's the connection of like, I can feel them like wanting rubbing, rubbing against you, wrapping themselves around you. It's, you know, familiarising familiarizing ourselves with that which we already know but have forgotten. And so I feel there's, there's also, and maybe this is the earth dragons, there's a, there's a real intensity around grounding, you know, and being in our body to be able to assimilate that magic. Mm, yeah definitely and that brings us to the different types of dragons right so what different types of dragons are they 
we're working with elemental dragons, so water, fire, earth, air, those dragons. Then we're working with dragons that unlock light temples. We're working with dragons that work with ley lines, that work with sacred um, keys and codes and the earth or whatever it is. You know, that's just from what spirit has downloaded through me. But I feel like dragons have different functions and they also come as teachers for us to really help us unlock what is within us that's ready to come through, that's ready to come online as such, right? So when we as human beings are coming into awakening, into a state of awakening and awareness of our own gifts, they come into the space and they go, okay, well, let me teach you more. Let me show you what is possible. And it is that wrapping around of their energy, making you feel comfortable with who you are as well and who you actually are as a divine being in human form. So that's just from what I've downloaded. What else would you like to share about the different types of dragons? What have you experienced? Who would like to go first? Tejas? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it just brings to mind this um, group we set up of dragons on Zoom back in the first lockdowns and when all the revelations were coming out about some of the manipulation going on and we formed this Zoom group where we met every week and, and went on duty up and down the country, just just flaming out any any government officials that weren't acting in people's best interests or clearing all the, the channels down the ley lines and just preserving that that sort of um, that freedom to be you know totally magical and, and imaginative in the works. So um, mm. yeah, those are definitely the. Part of my team, I've got this gigantic violet dragon that no one messes with. And um, so, yeah, that, that side of it. And then there's just another one I know of is the, the playful little fire lizards, one, the little baby <laughs> dragons that you know, I, I've sort of um, called them into my workshop, my mad scientist workshop where I'm working on all this zero-point energy. And they sit around up on the shelves and they, they get all excited when I'm on the right track for something. And, you know, their eyes all spin with colours and things. And so um, there's that sort of joyful, playful side of those mm. ones. And, you know, there's yeah. a couple I know of. Mm, beautiful. I love it. I love how they, our team, our cosmic team, you know, gets excited for us when we actually discover something develop something unearth something of ourselves as well and it's so magical and they actually dance and celebrate and they you know they do get joyful so yeah. because it is like you say they need us as anchors here to anchor in the energy to come into a space of anchoring in this this beautiful energy that they're here to share yeah thank you for sharing to has donna donna is it donna lee or donna yeah, donna lee um, <laughs> This, this sound, may sound off track, but I, it, it keeps popping in around you. Um, have you seen the movies How to Train Your Dragon? Yes. Yeah, fantastic. So for me, that was like when that, when that came to air, when those movies came to air, it was like we were, you know, tapping into the human race on a different level, and this is what I feel because I can remember watching those movies and thinking, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> right. made a movie about all these dragons, two-headed yeah. dragons, you know, grumpy dragons, dragons that didn't fit in. And it was this incredible space. I mean, like they must have had a ball making that movie because they could create <laughs> and, and definitely channel anything that the dragons wanted to do. And then there's that whole story which has been um, powerfully um, revelating to our journey where we are now. That's And, and it's like they want to they go, make sure you watch if you haven't watched How to Train Your Dragon. Make sure you go and watch Because if you, yeah. if you don't, if you aren't where we are at, at the level of this mystical stuff, then you can reach through quite often those animated films that give give us permission to imagine and to um, play. Mm, because we are, you know, we forgot to play. We forgot to 
as children, that was part of who we were, right? We, and that's where creations and inspirations and inventions come from and that, that space where we can imagine. And so I feel the dragons have come back to us to bring back all of that to us, you know, especially we're moving into a, a new state of evolution where there's new technologies, new inventions and different things that's going to be coming out for people, for humanity as we're co-creating. So it's an exciting time to be alive. But it's this realization that, yes, through watching How to Train Your Dragons and, you know, watching the avatars and the, the movies that are out there, it's actually awakening people's consciousness to what is possible and helping us play and dream. And through dreams, we can create, we can make, we can inspire so, yeah, it's a really exciting time to be alive. And, you know, yes, if you haven't watched any of those movies, there's a TV series about it as well. I think I've watched all of them. Um, yeah, me and too. Just, yeah, and just <laughs> tapping into the, the you know, the, the subtleties of, of the messages that's within that, that program as well and allowing yourself to maybe during meditation, you know, connecting with the dragons, setting the intention to connect with them and ask them to bring in more play, to bring in, you know, that wonder, that childlike wonder for you. Mm, beautiful. Kimberly, what do you want to add, my lovely? Um, I mean, I love those movies, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, I watched the whole everything. Like, I was just obsessed. I love them so much. I love Toothless. He's just, like, the best. <laughs> <laughs> with his grin. Um, and, uh, um, but for me, they're coloured dragons. Like, um, I'm my internet's not the greatest, so um, I'm I'm sorry if I'm repeating things that you guys are saying. I, I'm kind of hearing most of it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just like coloured dragons, like a lot. Like I said, rainbow dragons. Um, um, I get like more so. It's not more so the kind of dragon for me that comes through. It's the colour of the dragon um so I'll get, like gold dragon comes through a lot um like I said the rainbow dragons uh I don't usually see different kind of kinds of dragons <laughs> it's more just um colors for me to be honest so mm. and they, I think that represents the kind of power that they have um but also yeah the water and the definitely using the the elements as well for me like um elements and the uh yeah definitely the elements in the color yeah, yeah beautiful frequencies mm. yeah totally um, and i what did you want to say donna oh i'm sorry i shouldn't have interrupted the, That's the okay. biggest part the biggest part for me was their eyes so mm. when they've come in healings and the first time that i met one and i was actually reading my notes yesterday and I can just see it. It's like I went up and I lifted up the eyelid, you know, and it was like lifting up the eyelid and looking. There was there's something about their eyes. And I think yeah. that relates, Tayaz, um, to you talking about zero, uh, the zero yeah. frequency thing that you were talking about. And, and, and then when I've had, when I've been meditating myself, I can remember this gigantic, amazing dragon and it was the eye and it was mm. it was like have i guess around the attention but also taking us into the world that they are and the, and they're talking about you know get on our back come and fly come and experience yeah. um mm. the dragon eye <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like a portal eh yeah. Hey? yeah yeah, yeah it takes you into that void which is what Tehas is talking about so the zero yeah. point energy is the void which maybe some people have heard about that it's the space of allness and nothingness um yeah. and the space where you can connect where you can literally it's it's a natural state your natural state of being and within that space you can create anything that's where ideas are formed and everything comes to fruition in that space yeah. as well yeah the magical realm a eh? the dragon mm. lines i just reminded of talking about movies of um i think it was smeg wasn't it in the lord of the rings that that when he was mm. in that 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 huge stash of gold coins and just such a giant being just lurking under all that treasure he's guarding all that golden treasure and then <laughs> the, the looking into that eye and the power of that voice it was super deep sound system in the movie theater and just sort of you know the power mm. that the limitless power that's described in zero point energy even mainstream physics has to admit there's infinite 
power of all frequencies in that zero point hole. When you drop down below the matrix, down below the, the smallest dimension, the Planck length, that anything 3D physical exists, there is only an infinite sea of energy below the atomic level. And apparently the world of atoms, where all of our um, physicists and that think, you know, everything must be particles, is, is only less than a percent of the entire universe. It's all plasma energy and stuff, the stuff we see pouring out of the sun, which is the zero point, the best mm. example to us. And then I've been seeing a lot lately too and working with my own Merkaba field, the toroidal field, the still point at the center of the toroid is mm. our passageway into the void. All the old masters have talked about the void. And we can sort of, you can, everything's opposite to what it seems like in terms of 3D matrix and bigger, more energy isn't further out there. Infinity isn't out there. It's down through zero. That's the, the wormhole mm -hmm. out of all of 3D into the all that is where we all are connected with everything. Mm, they're, beautiful. They're just, they're just saying that that is how you can use their eye. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, there you go. It's the cosmic eye. It's looking into that void. I'll just Thank quickly you um, show you something on my wall here. Oh, the eye. <laughs> yeah. Lights reflecting on it a bit. Yeah. They always the have that, you know, you, it's, it's, it's incredible. Multiple <laughs> dimensions to it. It's like a, it's a vertical uh, slit for a start. Mm. It is that star point, like that's what I'm being told now. It's that star point of entry, you know, where you can enter into the cosmos. And this is why they're helping us, you know, the dragons, they're with us. They can deep dive into our shadows. And a lot of the work that I've done, especially with clients, are around, you know, facing the shadows and um, alchemizing it into light as such so that we can reuse that alchemy, that energy, that gold light energy. And so the dragons love, they're not afraid. They love to deep dive with us, okay, when we face our shadows. Mm -hmm. And they are always radiating this gold light, this power, and, and reminding of us our, of our own infinite power as such. Mm -hmm. So I love, love working with the dragon. But I want to quickly share one little thing that they keep on reminding me about, um, which is the connection with the wizards, the connection with... Um, mm -hmm. The ancient, the wizards, you know, um, the trees, the ants, all of those beautiful earth bound and well, wizards are not just earth bound, they're also cosmic, but really um, understanding that everything that we work with here, we are understanding our interconnectedness with all that is, which brings us back to the void, that space of nothingness. Um, and I feel that if we allow the dragons and if we allow them to come and work with us, we can unlock ancient knowledge and wisdom and apply that to our life in a real, in real time. Okay. So I know Kimberly that you've done this before and you've worked with the dragons in this way from what you've experienced in terms of your clients and maybe some of you others as well. How, are you working with the dragons to be able to then allow those people to bring in what they have transmuted and anchored in in real time in their own lives? Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's a lot around, uh, do you mean the integration side of things? Yeah, just what is it mm. that you are experiencing through your sessions with the dragons that's then shifting people into a space where they then can apply it to their life or maybe live their life in a different way? Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's very much, um, I just pass on the messages. Like I pass on the messages. Mm. Um, and for, for me, it's a very energetic thing. So it's a very energetic thing um, that comes through um, and I call in the dragons and I get them to shift the energy. Um, so by doing that along with my kinesiology, it really um, um, 
allows it gets out of the way what is in the way of them actually achieving what it is that they want to achieve and that's what mm. I say to them is these things are just going to get easier so the dragons quite often come in while I'm tapping points to shift belief systems so it helps to shift people's belief systems out of like a certain way into a new way um, and that's how it kind of infiltrates through their through their life um, of mm. like a new way of being and an easier way of being and so then they can step into what it is that they want to step into or does they need to step into with more ease yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm. beautiful anyone else want to share about that Donna Lee what have you seen in your healing sessions and what have you experienced through your own clients in terms of how the dragons are actually helping us the channelings that's coming through you how is that helping your clients um but the first thing that comes to mind is return of, of self-empowerment. Um, that's, that is the first thing. And often when they, when they are around, because, you know, they just, like, they just pop in. It's not something that I work with every single day. It's just when they turn up, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's quite a lot going on because they're just showing me right now how that they... There's been there's sea dragons whizzing through the sea like this has been happening while we're sitting here and seeing them quick really swiftly and fastly through the sea so I don't know why I'm saying that but the other part that I just saw was how the dragon can go up the spinal cord and in the work that I do a lot I do um, a work called also Bionomy, which is a, a self corrective body modality but they're just showing the spiral following spirals so I don't know how this relates Natalie but I'm just sharing it but it's my 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 clients it's about reminding them of their self-empowerment and to be able to stand in their alignment and that's what the dragons bring and I think in my course of work I've probably worked with earth dragons majority I'm hearing about the wind and the sea today yeah, well, just adding in there from a um, physics point of view, again, the, the ether behind it all, the, the all that is, is vortex in nature, vortex in shape, you know. What, so I've been getting shown in some of my dream instructions, why is it that all living beings have this etheric field around them that, you know, certain seers can see very clearly? And, and um, it's, I was getting shown, well, what's the most, vortexed up spiraled thing that all living beings are made of <laughs> it's dna right dna is like an antenna that's accumulating it all out of all those little zero points and building an energy body and so you know that's what i'm now being guided to do to get a, a machine to do to turn it into electricity to run our cars and things but you know it's it's that the ability to focus that vortex energy um you know, anchored in 3D that creates like a, a portal, a wormhole to the infinite field of energy. It all flows yeah. out. You yeah. open little doorways into it. Yeah. And um, I also, I'm also being shown how that spiral is a purifier as it goes up because it's always going up into the cosmos. So our denser, lower denser chakras, obviously down the bottom, our root chakra, and then it gets lighter, lighter as we go up. So when it goes from the base of the spine and it spirals up the spine, it's actually removing density as it's going up mm -hmm. and then connecting us back into higher realms yeah. and through our stargates, which is really beautiful. And I've got goosebumps when I'm saying yeah. that. So that's my team confirming. Yeah. So it's magical. All of the stuff that we, you know, that yeah. the dragons can gift us. It's just so beautiful. I've got, I got time to tell you just a little story on that vortex line that that's, um, yeah, go for it. A friend it. of mine called E.T., who, who, for obvious reasons, was, you know, another free energy researcher and things. And anyway, we had Channel 2 us from this um, Bashar. I don't know if you've heard of Bashar, but anyway, he's an uh, interdimensional engineer who channeled through this design for this uh, sort of double cone structure made out of copper wire where they went through each other and all had exact sacred geometry proportions and things. And that was supposed to tap into the field, right? And so I arrived around at his place out of Piha one day and he's sitting there at the table with eyes as wide as saucers, not saying anything. And I said, what's up with you? And he'd 
for the first time powered up this double cone thing and it started hissing all this plasma gas out into the room and he freaked out so he unplugged it from the wall and it didn't stop hissing for another 15 minutes <laughs> and then he said he looked out through the doorway into the kitchen and there was this little dragon flying around in there that had come in through that portal that he'd opened and he, he's never touched it again eh? it scared the pants <laughs> off him Oh, bless. Well, there you go. And that's, you know, we do have, thank you for sharing that story because I feel like the veil is so thin between our realms at the moment and that it's much easier for us to access um, these different beings and information. However, we've got to be very careful when we're working in the spiritual realms. And I want to add this. You're not just going to go and call in a dragon, right? You're going to ask for the highest frequency of love and light to please um, connect with you and to be channeled through you. That's always the intention. And to mm -hmm. connect with the highest beings of light when, you are, you, when you're channeling or when you're connecting with the dragons as well. Because, yes, there are dark, there's dark and there's light. And we don't want to open up any portals or any energies that is allowing dark energies to come in and attach to us. So I just want to add that as well. And then, yes, all of these devices are great. But, yes, you know, there's opening of portals and there's, and like, what happens with those portals? They need to be closed. And so a lot of the work that we've managed been, them. Yeah, a lot of the work we've been doing with Centaura is actually going into light temples and opening up with the dragons, opening up portals and light temples that have been closed down for specific reasons. I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but I also want to talk about something else now and how we can help the dragons. In our work, we have gone into various places across the world energetically, and we have um, free dragons. We've actually removed them from um, where they were bound or where they're being kept under the earth. Um, and this is in energetic realms. It, it's not necessarily, you know, in the earth, in our earth as such. And so we have freed these dragons, and when... The dragons are protectors of, of the land, of certain parts of the land. And when we unbind these dragons, it unbinds the land and it unlocks the keys of that land so that new energies can stream in, especially working with the, the different um, light temples as well. When we open the light temple, we're opening up this beautiful light stream of higher consciousness or higher stream energy that's coming through in the planet. But like Teha says, you've got to manage it. You can't just go and open anything. You've got to make sure that you close it again or that you manage the energy. Because imagine... Well, the free, the free energy work, just um, the, the, the physicists, again, some of them are saying it, it's like drilling up into a tank of water. What are you going to do when it all comes running mm. out? You know, it's yeah. all going to pour out at a rate yeah. you're not necessarily prepared yeah. for. So the other thing is, does anyone want to add anything to what I just said as well? Kimberly and Donna Lee, do you want to add to what I just explained and maybe mm. share some of what you've experienced? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely, um, like you said, definitely always for the highest, greatest good. And I think using Centaura um, and doing my Centaura training is just like giving me so much faith and confidence that um, what I'm doing is in the highest frequency um, of light. And I do find with the dragons that I do have to kind of um, be quite strong in that respect um, of 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 asking for the highest vibration because I was I was saying a lot um, calling in my dragons, and then spirit said to me say of the highest light of and love. Um, so yeah, I do work um, like a lot. Like when I work with my clients, I'm always making sure that I'm closing, um, opening and closing things at the same time um, after my sessions. And yeah, I feel that yeah, it's just really important to um, to. Oh, whoops! We just lost Kimberly. She'll come back. Um, <laughs> her internet's a bit hit and miss. So yeah, she is. Let's see if we can get her back. Internet is on um, personal hotspot. Uh... It's terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm hardly hearing you guys. So like, that's why it's, it's a little bit disjointed. But. Um, what, what, yeah, what I was saying was that, yes, it, it is really around um, your intention as well, mm. like huge your intention to what I'm intention to what I'm working with. Um, yeah, and I do feel that dragons as well um, are huge protectors. Like they always come in to protect me. And 
um, when I feel like something really needs to just be shifted, like something that isn't like high vibration and is really like there, um, I get this dragon light language coming through, which mm. for me, I've actually only ever spoken it twice, but it's the most powerfulest, like don't mess with me, like powerfulest light language that I've ever, ever experienced. It's just so... Yeah powerful and it reminds me I'm getting this vision of it's almost like it is like a dragon um throwing the fire you know that's mm. what I'm getting the analogy of what this light language actually is it's me being a dragon and that's my fire um, yeah. that's just burning away and just clear um burning away anything that is not that needs to be shifted that's not of the light so um yeah it's interesting I'm just getting this come through now that's what it mm. is because whoa it's like so don't mess with me um and it mm. is fire it is my fire that comes yeah. through so um that was yeah <laughs> that was what I had to say mm, beautiful yeah and I think so when I've spoken dragon speak I call it dragon speak mm. um when they channel their language through me it's for me it's really quite guttural it can be quite guttural um mm. And very, very, it's like a very potent, pinpointy, sharp energy. It's very focused mm -hmm. energy. And, um, yeah, there's no messing around with it. No. I remember once um, sitting around this other table, and I, this was whilst I was channeling for a client, and this dragon came and he just, ice dragon, and we were in this beautiful ice um, castle. And this dragon just came and sat down at this very intricately carved table um, in the center it was made from ice it was the most beautiful table and this ice dragon came in and he said oh well you know I've just come in to introduce you to someone and I look to the left in my mind's eye and there's this this wizard sitting on the left hand side and this wizard's come to talk to the person that I'm channeling for and bringing through messages so dragons can be gatekeepers as well they are gatekeepers as well and so they're allowing other beings to come in of higher frequencies as well um Often when I work with the dragons, I always feel them within the ninth dimension. So the ninth dimension and above. I haven't felt them in the fifth dimension or lower than the ninth dimension. Um, and I guess, you know, how do we, my husband, and I have to tell the story. My husband, he's outside one day and he goes, come and look, come and look. I'm like, what happened now? You know, because of the, it was such urgency that he calls me. He says, look up at the sky and the whole sky was filled with dragon wings, <gasps> clouds that were dragon wings. And it was just the most magical thing. And for my husband to say that, you know, he's always had this um, association or, or really been really strongly associated with dragon energies and stuff. And he told me once that he had a dream that he was flying like a dragon and he could he could feel the wind, you know, on his wings, and it was just magical. I'm sure he won't mind me sharing that story. But <laughs> I feel the dragons are around us. And so how have you seen the dragons connect in the physical that we as humanity can understand that actually, you know, that's dragon energy or that is dragons that's trying to connect with us? For, for us, it was the clouds. And, and sometimes you can see them. You can see also birds in the clouds. Mm. So there's many different ways. But what have you experienced? Mm. <laughs> I got a funny little story with with Leslie. I was doing one of these big sand mandalas beside Lion Rock out of Pihar, and, and we ended up doing this big kind of eye shape, which turned out to be this dragon mother's body. And then we put nine uh, circles around it, which were like, egg sacs and, uh, and our whole intention was to call in the higher dimensional assistance of dragons mm. to um you know help us expand our consciousness and the work we we're doing and um i got all very virile and drew all these sperms into all the egg sacs of course and, and then i was standing in the middle and um there was this joyful playful energy of calling the, the baby dragons in right and I was dancing around a bit and and so anyway I go home after this this doing this on this day and I get to my computer and there's a one of these Facebook shares or something of this video taken in Tasmania just directly across the water where the tide took our mother dragon uh, mm. from where we drew it 
And it's this video of this thing they were calling this this little sea dragon. This, this it was like a sort of seahorse thing with all these rainbow colours. You know, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is real stuff. We've got this. One of my babies already made it across the Tasman. Yahoo! Wow, amazing. You, you can't explain this stuff. You know, it's. Uh, and it is synchronicities, isn't it? It's like, and what happens is spirit confirms the work that you're doing through sending you these little signs or, a, you yeah. know, you look at a billboard or something on television or social media. Um, and, yeah, and when you get those signs, it's confirmation that, you know, this is real. The stuff that you're doing in the energetic world is real in terms of how it um you know, moves and ripples into our reality as such. So, yeah, don't take it for granted as such. Mm. Yeah. Anyone in, in else clouds, in the show? Very yeah. much too, you know, the, the synchronicities in the clouds. When I've been working on the ley lines, I do sacred sites and things and do mm. downloading of energies. And, and you know, I just sometimes forget to look up, and, and you know, and then everyone gasps as we look up, and there's just such dramatic dragon forms over us. Mm while we're calling in that energy yeah absolutely yeah, I, have to, I have to agree they've they have been and i'm sitting here going thinking of all the years that i've seen dragons in the clouds and thinking of the movie oh gosh what was the name of the movie with the big dragon the big white dragon the luck oh. dragon Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, often seeing that in the sky and, and I'm just sitting here going, oh, my God, this has been going on for years and not making that connection in clouds. So, yeah, yeah that not that like just feeling that they're, how close they are, how close yeah. they've, they're making um, that space for us. And I just, there's something else I just want to share is I think something to do with the eye that, they're talking about I've been talking about invisible shadows for quite a few weeks and how the visibility of the shadow because it's invisible shadow how we're being able to see the invisible shadow like that, that's how different the manipulation is and that what I'm getting is that the, the eye is giving us the capacity to be able to see that invisibility. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah see absolutely. through the portal. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But to be able to but to be able to see the manipulation that is that is that changes all the time, the visibility is becoming easier for us to see. So I feel like maybe the veil or the illusion that that you know that mm. there's been around for such a long time, that's what I'm hearing is their ability to be able to see is being trans transmuted to us to be able to see clearer. Yeah, see absolutely. The veil. Yeah. yeah, so we are we are accessing the because we're accessing higher source frequencies. We're actually accessing the all seeing eye, which is yeah. pretty much confirming being able to see through um, through God's eyes through source you know, yeah. everything that is actually the truth and what is the untruth. And so this is very important for humanity to be able to discern what is true and what is not true. Yeah, yeah. totally. Kimberly, do you want to add anything mm. to that, my lovely? Oh, we've lost Kimberly again. Slipping <laughs> um, in and out of the dimension. I know she is. So, yeah, I mean, whilst we were just talking about, oh, she's back. Sorry, you're back. What did you want to add? Um, yeah, for me, it's like I sense the water dragons the most because I'm a water weaver and I walk, work with the water a lot. For me, it's like um, the sensing when I'm kind of come near the water, it shows itself to me and it just feels like it's it's so big, this water dragon. And so I don't really see them in the clouds or anything. For me, it's in the water. Like mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel the water dragons probably the most and it just feels yeah. so expansive. Um, there's this water dragon that's just like oh, so expansive. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of how I, that's probably the only way that I kind of see them like in this kind of dimension as such. Um, yeah. Yeah, so whilst um, we were all talking just now, um, I was shown how they are in the plants, in the, in the trees, and so in the plants, their faces and how they come out, but they... 
they're shapeshifters, dragons are shapeshifters, so they can take mm-hmm. on any shape, any form. And so they shape mm-hmm. with the plants and they're showing me literally how they are when we're walking through the forest, how they are in the plants and the leaves, you know, um, and they're playful and, and they want to connect with us. So do not be afraid of it. Like I said, always set mm-hmm. the intention to connect with the highest frequency of divine love and light. And with that in your heart and the love and the wonder, you know, it is so important to start exploring these things in a way where it's for the highest, greatest good. If you want to benefit from these energies for your own self, remember that everything that we do here is for the highest, greatest good. When we're working and co-creating with these energies, it's always we're looking at the greater picture. How can these dragons help us and help the cosmos help not just our earth but everything that we are connected to right so when we're connecting with these beings it's always the intention to do good to co-create with them for the highest greatest good no matter where we go if we're going to the void if we are in the healing plasma in the quantum healing plasma wherever we go right even just sitting in our kitchen baking a cake making a dragon cake for our children's birthday okay setting the intention that it's always infused with love i remember making this beautiful blue dragon cake for my two-year-old son he loved dragons when i was living in the uk and i had so much fun creating this cake and at the end it was just it gave me so much joy so i feel that we don't just have to it doesn't just have to be woo woo and feel like it's unobtainable it can be applied in our daily lives where we're actually co-creating with the dragons and bringing it in, you know, drawing, painting, baking a cake, dancing with the dragons, whatever it is, you know, being able to really, like you say, bring them in as friends and um, experience their their love for us as well because they they are very very loving beings they're fierce believe you me they can be very fierce they can be very to the point when they come into my energy um i have this really really big dragon that comes right into my energy and he'll put his face in front of my face like this and he'll look at me just with these you know eyes and i am i'm like okay i'm listening what would you like (laughs) you to say to me you know and it's like i've got your attention now so let's talk you know so it's about not being afraid of all of these and these gifts and things that's coming online for people right you are going to experience things the veil is thinning truths and untruths are coming to light um, you're going to start feeling your your own gifts, your remembrance of your own soul gifts so much. So it's about going and saying, what is it that you want to tell me? How would you like me to co-create with you? And always knowing that, you know, if it feels off, it most likely is off the energy. Yeah. Always go with your intuition, your guidance. Mm. Mm. So my loves, we're almost at the end and I just want to do, just put, you know, one little thing out there. If maybe you want to share one little last thing about the dragons, maybe there's a message that's channeling through you that you want to share Mm. um, with the people that are listening right now. Yeah, I'm getting be free to be yourself. That's just what the dragons want to say. That's all I can say is is be free mm-hmm. to be yourself. Um, and that's what they're here to help us do is to be our unique selves and to shine in our glory and our power. Mm, beautiful. Thank yeah. you, Kimberly. Thank you, dragons. And on that mm-hmm. same theme, um, I think I've got to an age where I don't have to give a stuff about what anyone thinks now. I'm not out to impress <laughs> anymore. Like, so... Um, having a massive team like that at my back, you know, being myself is not an issue anymore. (laughs) No one's going to mess with my team. So it gives me the confidence to be anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, when we realize who walk beside us, you would never be afraid again. Never, ever, ever, because we are so supported. We are so looked after. Um, And it's, it's certainly, when we can tap into the magic of that, of our own creations and co-creating with those beings that actually want to work with us, then 
we can learn so much and we can stop feeling separate from our world. Mm -hmm. We can start beginning or begin to go, hang on a minute, you know, how can I use this information to actually enhance my life and move out of that space of struggle, move out of that space of fear? Mm. Donna Lee, anything they want to share with you? Dare to explore and play. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for all of these beautiful messages. Sorry, I've got work starting in my garden, so that's my cue to finish the talk today. But thank you. If you have any questions about the Dragon's Beautiful Souls and you have any questions for these amazing speakers that was on my panel today, I'll pop their website links under the talk and also on the podcast, and you can connect with us anytime. But, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you. From my heart to yours. Love you.